the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by Danny Perez and Anthony Florentino. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. So pick up some today at DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. This is episode 49 featuring Anthony Collins. Anthony is a professional hockey player for the Birmingham Bulls in the Southern Professional Hockey League. Let's get to it. Yeah, so just uh, give us a little background story on you, um, you know, personal life. Uh, career and uh, we'll go from there all right uh, going on my ninth year pro uh, here now uh, started nine years ago playing in the Southern Professional Hockey League uh, down in Mississippi and uh, actually I met my wife there so uh, I'm glad obviously I uh, had my time down there um, and then just kind of grinded my way up and uh, worked my way up uh, to the East Coast Hockey League and uh, been there for the past uh, eight and uh, now back to the East Coast Hockey League it seems like uh, it's been kind of full circle for me now but uh, have a six-year-old daughter as well uh, Isabella um, who uh, loves loves the boys as Flo knows and loves loves the hockey lifestyle that we live so uh, kind of blessed in that aspect to have them as my support uh, cast uh, as I'm uh, going through this journey of pro hockey. Uh, everyone knows it kind of has its ups and downs and your highs and your lows, but uh, glad to have them with me for sure. So uh, yeah, uh, ninth year pro from uh, Langley, British Columbia, Canada. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, no. And um, obviously we haven't known each other very long, but um if anyone looked at your elite prospects, you'd see, um, you know, you paid your dues and anyone you two do, um, that shows it for itself. You bring a different type of um, style that's some people would say is kind of fading from the game. So why don't you talk about, you know, your role and you know what you take pride in as a player? For sure. Um, you know, uh, Growing up, I, you know, everyone wanted to be a scorer and the playmaker and, you know, kind of the first line guy on, on a team. And, you know, I feel like everyone uh, at some point is that guy as you're growing up. But as you start getting higher levels and, and things like that, uh, you know, you, you kind of got to find your role on a team. You can't have a team full of those scores and high profile guys. So uh, after junior, uh, or I should say middle of junior, I kind of found my niche as just being a more of a grinder role player, uh, good leader, uh, team guy. And, you know, drop the gloves, stick up for teammates, uh, block shots, stuff like that. Kind of take pride in, in that aspect of the, the grittier side of the game. Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, taking its toll on me for sure, uh, physically, um, things like that. But, uh, 
you know, it's also carved me out a uh, nine-year pro career. So, um, you know, I, I have no regrets on on the role that I play. And, and I do take pride of uh, trying to be the best, uh, you know, grinder uh, role player that uh, I can be. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I mean, from experience, um, it's definitely, definitely nice having you on the bench. Um, you know, it does give guys um, a sense of comfort. Um, in confidence and um, I'll just get it out there it's not fun being on the other side and actually having <laughs> to fight you <laughs> but um, I just had I, we talked about it last night I had to mention it um, not my best idea but um, you know <laughs> going on that note when it comes to knowing that role and embracing it and enjoying it is there any downfall on the mental aspect that you know leading up to a game or knowing that you're probably going to end up having to fight or you know it's going to be one of those tougher games or anything that kind of you know not necessarily scares you but you know gets that anxious feeling or some sort of discomfort that you've experienced I mean nine years pro is a long career and you know you're a gamer and you bring it every night so is there anything that you know before a game, night before, a day before, pregame? Is there something that, you know, you experience with that? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, uh, I always say, you know, people always ask me, you know, uh, does your hands hurt or your body hurt? And, you know, it, for sure it does. There's no offense or up. There's a physical, the physical side of it that you get banged up here and there. But uh, more than that, definitely the mental side of it is uh, I would say it's probably 80, 20, to be honest with you. It's more mental than everything. I mean, you know, I, the best way I can describe it. And I like to talk, talk to people about it is, I mean, you think of if you were back in school, elementary school or high school, and, and you had the biggest, baddest, kid in your school come up to you at eight o'clock in the morning and say hey at three o'clock in the afternoon as soon as the bell rings I'm coming at you and you have all day to think about that so you're sitting in your classes you're thinking about it oh my gosh is this guy gonna come at this guy's coming at me he said he's gonna get me this and that and you know that's kind of what it's like in, in a hockey game you know I mean everyone reads stat packs they know the schedules they they know guys on on other teams that that play a similar role and stuff like that so you know you go into a game you go you know you go to the rink in the morning morning skate you see you're in the lineup and now you got all day that that weighs on you knowing that hey at seven o'clock tonight or seven thirty tonight whenever the game is you know that anxiety and pressure I would say builds up over the course of the day and and you know I've seen over nine years a lot of guys crumble from it that they really just can't handle the pressure because it is a lot of pressure for sure and uh, one of the big things is is not only not only physically is you know could I lose the fight could I get hurt could I this and that it's I find a lot of young kids today, <clears throat> it's not even the physical aspect of it is and that they're worried about getting hurt. It's they're worried about being embarrassed in front of the 7,000 fans out there. And I find that that is holds them back more than actually physically not wanting to do it or uh, anything like that uh, in and physically worried about it than anything they're worried the anxiety of oh what are my peers going to think of me if I lose in front of all these people my coaches my my you know my teammates the fans the ownership everything and I feel like that really weighs on a lot of players and a lot of people and it negatively can bring them down for sure yeah so 
what would you say some of the ways you've, I mean, you were going back to junior, so 10 plus years you've been doing it. What are some, some ways now that you kind of, things you use to, you know, distract your mind and calm your mind and, you know, just stay grounded? For sure. I mean, obviously uh, for me, have, ha- having a wife and, and a daughter, like I, I try to my best not to, to bring the rink home with me. So as soon as I clock out, it's, I, you know, I think of it, it is a job, but I think of it as soon as I go to work, I put my work boots on, I do, I do my job at practice. And as soon as I leave practice, I try not to bring it home with me and not have it spread onto them. So I, I, one of the biggest tools I use is, you know, I talk to them all the time. I mean, still to this day, I, I can tell you, you know, if I'm going into a game and, and I know I'm going to have to fight a little bit, there's definitely still that anxiety and that butterflies in there. But, you know, like my wife can tell, I, I'll talk to her and say, you know, I, I'm a little bit nervous about this game, stuff like that. And, you know, the biggest thing and advice I can give to people would be, you're, you're not alone for sure. And it's not just in the sports world or anything like that. Just like your daily life of job, you know, the anxiety of, you know, turning, if you're a college kid, turning in papers on time or getting good grades, or you're working a job and, you know, you got to satisfy your boss and the anxiety of that. And the biggest thing I can just say is like, just don't keep it inside because it'll just eat you from the inside out. You know, it will just absolutely eat at you. So you'll find someone to talk to with your parents, your friends, people like that support staff, because, if you talk to people and let it out, it really, I would say, you know, 90% of the time for me, that that's just how I, I release it. I just talk about it. Um, you know, I tell my wife, like, Hey, I'm going to have to fight this guy tonight. Maybe, you know, this is what kind of fight you're in. I might have to take some hits, blah, 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 blah. But uh, after you talk about it, you definitely feel way better about it. And uh, just the biggest thing is that I try not to bring my job home with me. I try to try to leave it at the rink. And, you know, I feel with, this role in hockey specifically, I feel that you, you, you read a lot of, of the, you know, that one year summer there where a lot of the enforcers were, you know, suicides and overdoses and, and stuff like that is if you go and dig deep into all those guys is, is they couldn't leave the job at home. And uh, it's tough. It's definitely tough, you know, and, and kind of goes back to what I was saying about kind of that, that school mentality is, you know, they took the job home with them and couldn't leave it at the rink. So it weighed on them 24 seven. So them tossing and turning in bed, not being able to get to sleep because they're worried about a fight or, or something like that. Uh, you know, so they turned to you know alcohol or drugs or, or stuff like that to try to take the edge off just to be able to sleep because their mind is constantly going, going, going the anxiety of, of the role that they play. So, um, and you know, you, when you dig deep into those guys, it doesn't seem like they had a lot of, uh, uh, avenues to want to talk to people or or stuff like that you know a lot of people think this role and the role that the the tough guy plays is you know they're macho tough guy this that they don't need to talk to anybody they don't they got their things under control but that's completely not it at all I mean it's it's a tough role for sure and it it weighs differently on on everyone for sure you feel as though you've had anxiety manifest in other aspects of your life regardless just growing up or whatever the case is or do you feel like it's mostly um kind of based around okay knowing i have to fight someone tonight or whatever the case is do you feel you've always had some sort of generalized anxiety or has it sort of only stemmed around you know fighting or just you know a big opponent something like that 
Um, I would say, I would say a lot of it is definitely uh, not even just like fighting, but just maybe hockey in general, uh, even when it's not the fighting, but I remember, you know, and everyone can probably vouch for this as, you know, a young kid trying to, trying to make your first rep team or like travel team or anything like that. The anxiety of the tryouts of, am I going to make it? And then the anxiety of, I remember the way they used to do it in my, in my town was after your, your three week, a three day tryout, you guys would line up outside uh, the dressing room and go in for one-on-one interviews. And I remember just like as a young kid to sit in there shaking, like, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Like what's going to happen here? And if I don't make it, what's going to happen? So I would say a lot of mine definitely is uh, through the sports sports world of it for sure. But I mean, you know, now that I think about it, but even just like, you know, first day of high school, stuff like that, like, am I going to be able to fit in with these kids that like the anxiety kind of, you know, it definitely is, is more sports related, but definitely small other aspects of my life for sure. I've definitely dealt with it. Yeah. I think, um, especially, you know, growing up in Western Canada, they, you know, they have the Bantam draft for the WHL. So that's already a super young age that you're kind of getting funneled into this, this circuit of like rapid development. I mean, um, here in the States, we have the, you know, the development programs and we have the festival camps and all that stuff. And that starts, what, 13 flow? Yeah, yeah around I mean, there. So already from a super young age, you're already pushed into this, you know, fast track of a development circuit. And that's hard for a lot of players to keep up. And that's kind of, I think we're same with you, like kind of my anxiety developed was always like worried about making those teams. Because if I didn't, then I wasn't going to play division one. I, I wasn't going to go to the NHL, whatever the case is. So um, it's hard though to, to realize what that is when you're, super young it's just it's just nervous energy is what it comes off as and then you realize it just like manifests as you get older it's like oh that's anxiety and yeah I'd agree with you though saying that it, it mine stems from sports as well and when you take a step back and you take a bit of a break you realize wow like it seems like you're applying too much pressure on it you know absolutely 100 percent. you know this this last summer um you know, where, where COVID hit and things like that. And we had the extended, uh, for the hockey world, we had the extended, uh, you know, uh, off season, I would say. Um, I honestly, after I had signed, after my team in the ECHL uh, decided to sit out for the year and, and I had signed another contract with a new team, and I knew that at that time, like I was going to go to Kansas City, you know, this summer, I honestly was was pretty stress-free. Um, you know, I, I, I for the first time in a long time, uh, I, I didn't have to wor- worry about, you know, I could just train and enjoy my family life and enjoy a lot of uh, things that I didn't get in necessarily enjoy before when I was so nervous and anxiety about where am I going? What's going to happen? You know, once I cemented myself into going to play for Kansas city and I knew that was going to happen. And then, you know, I had that so much free time with the, with the COVID holdup there, you know, I really, I honestly felt stress relief being able to go fishing with my daughter and spend time and, and still be able to train and work out and stuff. But I just had so much extra time to, to do things that I not necessarily had the time to do before. And I honestly, it was, it was really uh, stress relieving for sure. Yeah. I mean, you ask any pro hockey player, the summers are so important to the point where, you know, you're putting off all these like family parties or just like downtime because you're like, all right, I got to go skate. And then I got, you know, lift and then I got to do extra stuff on my own. So, I mean, it's probably to be able to, you know, like you said, go fishing with Isabella and all that stuff. It definitely puts life in perspective, makes you kind of appreciate having that time and all that stuff. So, um, 
But going back to, you know, Kansas City signing the contract, realizing you have more time, um, that's where you and I were together, met, Kansas City. Um, obviously, things didn't work out for either of us. Was there any sort of anxiety or, you know, nervousness once that happened just because of COVID and, you know, the lack of teams or, you know, what was your thought process there? Because, you know, obviously a wife and daughter and um, just kind of our career. So what was your thought process during that? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously uh, it definitely didn't turn out how, uh, like you said, either of us had planned. And, you know, there was a lot of anxiety. There was uh, a two or three very, very stressful weeks there because, uh, you know, not only is that my job that, you know, so puts food on the table to be able to a paycheck. Um, my daughter, you know, being in school, having to move that now, um, not knowing what was next. Um, there, there was high anxiety. Definitely, there it was a very stressful. Uh, I would say two to th- two to three weeks there, um, and uh, it was just the unknown of what was going to come next and what was the right move uh, for, for, for us really what was, uh, was a big one because like I said, she was in school at the time. She, at the time that I got released from Kansas city, she had just settled into a good routine of school, this and that kind of felt comfortable. And now we we're uprooting her, uh, moving her somewhere else. And it was like, well, what's the right play? Do you know, do I go somewhere else and maybe it's a short term thing and then I'm having to move her again. So that was a, that was a definitely very high uh, stressful, high anxiety um, situation for sure. And a time um, I'm glad it it all worked out the way that it did, um, you know, but uh, definitely it was a, it was very uh, stressful two to three weeks for sure. Yeah, that's got to be tough. I mean, just trying to figure out, like you said, like making the right decision. Um, it's almost like, you know, a lot of people, I, I suffer from this. I, it's like an, a paralysis by analysis where you just kind of feel stuck trying to figure out what's the right decision, you know? And here I am, I'm only 27. I have myself to worry about, but you have a wife, a kid, you know, a family to worry about and you don't want to keep moving around. That's, I can only imagine how amplified that feeling must be, you know, um, really trying to get it right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, like you said, it's one thing, you know, uh, it's high stress, just trying to trying to worry about yourself. And then you add two other people into the equation and uh, you know, definitely, you know, two people that obviously I love with all my heart and care, care everything about. So I only want the best for, so that was uh, definitely very tough because it was like, you know, maybe one, uh, you know, talk to my agent and uh, one opportunity would come up somewhere, but it was like, you know, maybe that's a good opportunity for me hockey wise, but is that a good opportunity for my family? Is, is the school system good there? Is she going to be able to, the housing situation going to be good for my family, you know, safe stuff like that. So there was so much that, that weighed into it and weighed on me um, to make the right call. And then it's like you said, at the end of the day, it's, did I make the right call? Um, so that was, that was really important, um, that it it really wasn't about me anymore. And it was uh, about shifted towards the other two, what was the best situation for, for them. And, uh, like I said, I'm just very, very happy and thankful that it worked out good in the end. How, how would you say that you go about managing it? I mean, you're not the only person playing with a family. So, I mean, maybe there's guys listening who are in similar situations who could use some advice or are maybe going to go through the same thing. So how would you say, you know, 
you go about it? What's some things that you kind of do? Obviously you mentioned talking to your wife before games and that helps you. I think talking is huge, but you know, um, just kind of mitigating the anxiousness and kind of keeping yourself grounded when it comes to making these important decisions. What, what do you do? Yeah. You know, I'm big on, especially when it, when you, if it's a big decision and stuff like that, like I'm real big on like, I'm maybe be old school, but I like to like literally take a pen and paper and write down, you know, pros and cons. What are the pros and cons of these situations? How is this going to benefit me? How is it going to benefit a family? You know, what are the negatives to it? And so just try to whatever decision or, or, things that you may be anxious or stressed about like and you're looking for a clear a clearer vision of what that may be never rush for sure in, into it that, that's kind of what I've learned over over the last nine years is you know if you're rushing into something you're probably not thinking of it full the full spectrum of it so I I'm big on writing the pros and cons down and and writing writing like almost a daily journal every day of okay this is how I feel today and the thing is is you, I feel like you need to give it, if you're going to make a decision, give it a couple of days because every day you could feel different. You could wake up and feel different every morning. So write down how you felt the that day one, day two, day three, and then go over them and, and, and kind of analyze it all and say, okay, as an overview of it all, you know, this is the clear right path for me because I've educated decision on this instead of rushing into it. But with the, just the more anxiety and stuff too, I, I like to write a lot in, in a journal and, and write things down. That's uh, big on me. And then I can kind of just reflect on, you know, this day I felt like this or this day I felt like that. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of have it as a log of, you know, okay, why was I feeling like this? You know, why was I anxious about this or, or things like that? And I find that that really helps a lot. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, I tend to do that as well to kind of, you know, when I feel really overwhelmed, writing stuff on paper. And um, I think people think of journaling as like a really formal thing, sitting down, writing paragraphs or pages worth of stuff. I think just simply getting something out of your head and onto paper is enough, you know, just to kind of clear those thoughts, kind of reorganize them, put them somewhere visual, you could see it and touch it, you know, and cross stuff off. I think that's just enough right there. I think it makes a big difference and I'm sure you can attest to that. Absolutely. I mean, if somebody looked at, at, at my things that I write down, they, they would definitely probably not call it a journal. It probably looks like chicken scratch to them with how unorganized it is. <laughs> that. But it's really just like you just said, it's really just getting it out of your head and out of your body on the paper. And it's almost like a release when you write it down and you feel so much better about it because now you're looking at things thoroughly and it's not just in your head, like a hamster wheel going over and over and over and over again, you can actually look at it fully. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a proper journal or anything. It could be on the back of a newspaper ad. Who cares what it is? As long as it's out of your head and on paper, I think that's the biggest thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, people always come on, like all the guests we've had have, you know, people talk about the meditation, the breathing exercises and stuff like that. But I, I mean, Danny, would you say that the journaling or just writing things down is probably the biggest one that people kind of always resort to and, you know, say that that's their go-to because yeah. you don't really think twice about it because you're not, you, you're literally just sitting there and then all of a sudden you realize you just ran out of paper. You got to turn the page and keep going and going and going. When, when it comes to talking to somebody, you got to be like, Hey, like, I got to talk to you about something. I got to get something off my chest. It's a lot harder than just picking up a piece of pe uh, a pen and piece of paper. So I'm, I'm guilty of not using it more, 
but the times that I do, um, you know, I end up writing three, four pages worth of it. For sure. For sure. And I think another a big tool too, is just to find something that you thoroughly enjoy. You know, obviously we thoroughly enjoy hockey and we've all, we all love hockey and stuff like that, but to find something that you love to do, whether it be, you know, if you're a reader or you're a golfer, you're a, you know, swimmer, whatever, and use that as a release point. I remember when I was really, really young um, and I would be stressed about things, I would go out into my backyard and I would just, we had a big, big ravine behind our house and I would just tee up golf balls and just hammer them into the ravine. And I found it a great stress relief. And at the time I didn't, I didn't think too much about it. I just thought like, Hey, this is fun. Like, you know, kind of do it. But I know now that I look back on it as an older person and looking back on it, it, it was a huge stress relief for me that it was, you know, if I was, you know, nervous or, and you have anxiety about hockey, I could just go release and have fun and, you know, smack golf balls. And, you know, for that hour or however long I was out there, I was just thoroughly mind was clear. And, you know, now that I'm older and I look back at that, that was a great stress release for me. And, and, you know, now having a daughter, you know, I use her sometimes as a stress relief, you know, we'll go to top golf and we'll go to, you know, play laser tag and stuff like that. And, you know, that is just a stress relief that, you know, has nothing to do with hockey. And for the time that we're doing it, I'm not thinking about, you know, the stresses of hockey, who I'm fighting or this or that, the potentials of being traded or this or that. It's just, you know, great stress relief for that time and, and kind of clears your mind. Yeah. I think um, it's tough because in pro you have so much free time and I think that can, it's a good thing, but can be a bad thing too. I know that, you know, when I was in a pretty bad spot last year, I was in a bad spot to begin with just with my own head. And then on top of that, you leave the rink, you come home and then you have the rest of the day to just sit and think about it. And I think that that drove me into even worse of a spot. And I think, like you said, like having something to do is just so important. And even if it's away from hockey, it's even better, you know, and um, I'm sure being a, you know, a father and a family man is, is huge. Cause that's enough that you have to worry about right there that can just get your mind off things. So I'm sure that's, been helpful but um yeah definitely just finding an activity to to get your mind off the game and, and get away from the, the day-to-day um monotony of, of what it could be you know just the same thing every day of just going home doing nothing I think it's important to have an activity um so I think that's that's great that you mentioned the you know the golf balls and you know doing stuff with your daughter going to play laser tag top golf I think that that stuff is so important I think a lot of guys um who can who are finding themselves kind of slipping a little bit I think that's something they can kind of grab to, to, you know, get their mind off of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, in pro hockey, you do have so much, so much time and, you know, you, you, you leave the rink and if you're, you know, had a bad day at the rink or just a bad day in general, and you're, you're just sitting in your room at the apartment and you're just in your head, hamster wheeling over and over and over again in replaying in your head, maybe the bad play you made or, you know, oh, the coach yelled at me today or whatever. And it's just building up, building up. And it's just, like you said, if you can just escape from that and whether it's, you know, picking up a guitar or if you like music or, you know, anything like that is just such a great stress relief to kind of get your mind off that and a little bit of a release for a bit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. Do you, um, are you vocal with other guys? Is it, you know, is it easy for you to be vocal with other guys in the team just when kind of something's going on with you personally, let's say just, or, cause I, I mean, I, I tend to be an open book. So I'll like just 
find a couple guys I get close with, I'll just talk to them, whatever. But do you find it's harder for you to open up with guys in the team or just guys in, throughout the leagues? Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of the same way. I'm a really o- open person and, and I love to chat. So, uh, no, I guess in that aspect, no, I, I I'm lucky in that aspect that I have no problem, you know, talk, talking about things. Uh, you know, I'm a big, big talker. I'm no flow can probably attest to that, but, uh, I, I, I've just been, you know, really open. And I think that's maybe earlier in my career, I wasn't as much, I was more, you know, nervous of what people would think, or, you know, you know, do, are they going to go, Oh my God, this guy never shuts up. Like, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but later in my career, for sure, it's just been a thing. Like, you know, if I'm like, Oh man, like I got to fight so-and-so tonight, like, you know, kind of thing, or, you know, ah oh, man, like coach yelled at me today, like, oh shit, like, you know, kind of thing. So uh, I think definitely the, the earlier, as soon as I found out that it was, it was completely normal because probably 30 other guys in this room are probably going through the same thing at different stages of their life or have gone soon through it. Um, it really made it easier for me to, um, you know, just be an open book for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, is there any advice or, you know, just something you knew back when you were, a younger guy um, that you wish you knew that, you know, now that you could possibly, you know, you know, let other guys know that would benefit them. Maybe it's a guy that, you know, is a young guy coming up and wants to be a fighter or a guy that, you know, he's middle of the pack junior guy, but at the pro level, he'll, you know, have to fight or just some advice that you could give um, younger guys, or anyone for that matter. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think kind of, I touched on it a second ago is, is just the, just never be afraid to talk to people about things because honestly, even if they don't play hockey, just in life in general and people in general, anxiety, pressure, stress, everyone at some point in their life goes through it, whether they're going to be honest and tell you about it or not. And they're an open book or they're not an open book. They're definitely going through it. So you never know. And, and at this stage in my career, you know, you never know if, when you're open with somebody and you let them know that it's okay to talk about their fears, worries, anxiety, stress, stuff like that. You never know if you, when you, by you opening up, if they go, okay, well, you know, this guy's a veteran on our team. He opened up about it. So maybe I should open up about some things that, you know, as a rookie, I'm worried about or, or things like that. So my biggest thing would definitely just be, you know, don't boggle it up inside, like bottling it up inside, isn't going to do you any good. Um, it's just going to create more and more and more pressure, stress, anxiety. Um, you got to get it off your chest. And, you know, obviously we've talked about different ways to get it off your chest, but whatever that way may be, I think talking about it, the activities, things like that is the way and the avenue to go. Um, but definitely you just can't bog it up inside because someone else out there somewhere, someplace is going through the same thing you are and you, you can get through it. And, you know, the best way to do it is definitely just to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's never easy going through it alone. And I think um, it's awesome that you're coming on here and telling your story. Cause I think a lot of people are going to listen to it and be like, okay, like I'm not the only one going through this. There's someone else out there, you know, and maybe you never hear about it. Maybe you never know, but I'm sure there's someone in there in their room by themselves who's going to hear it and be like, okay, like I know I'm not alone. And, and that in itself will give them a boost of confidence or maybe the, you know, the boost that they need to go tell somebody or it's a professional, whoever, you know, um, seeking help, whoever they 
they feel they need to talk to. But I think it'll be awesome that people hear this and hear what you just said. Um, it's always hard being the first one to open up. So um, I think it's great that you came on and told, told your story and we're vulnerable. And um, I think that's such a key key point you said about not letting it sit inside. Um, Cause when you do, when you let it fester in your head, it's the outcome typically is never good. And, you know, I don't know how you guys have been, but I, I've definitely tried to let it sit there for a bit and it can get pretty ugly. Um, and even I'm an open book and I've tried to hold it in and it's not, it's not a good, uh, a good thing to do. So. No, for sure. I, I agree. Um, you know, it's a lot of sleepless nights if you don't let it off your chest and, uh, you know, I always talk about just winning every day. Uh, that's like a big thing in our household is, you know, when people try to think about, you know, uh, winning a month or a year or stuff like that, like that's, that's a really big, tall task to ask. But if you can just try to win every single day and go to sleep every night, feeling good about yourself and that you let everything off your chest that day, you know, those days turned into months those months turned into years of, of good, good, good days. So that's uh, another thing I would definitely, definitely say to people, just try to win every day. Don't try to, to think about the big picture too much. Just you can win every day. Those days will add up eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And Danny, I don't know if you have anything else, but Collie, uh, we really appreciate it. And, you know, we haven't had, um, you know, you being, the guy you are just knowing you for a couple months, um, one of the best teammates I've had, but the, the role you play, um, you know, everyone, like you said, way back, um, everyone like the macho top, like it's kind of hesitant to talk about like feelings for everyone. But, you know, for some guys, I feel like they're more hesitant because, you know, they're trying to be this macho tough guy. So I think, um, you coming on is going to make a massive difference for a lot of people. So I, I really do appreciate it. No, anytime guys. Uh, I'm glad to be on and uh, thanks for having me for sure. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Anytime guys. See you buddy. Thank you. Thank you.